good morning, Robin Sarah, says Joe. I'm motivated to write and tell you how much I hate the narrative in that dreary song, A Woman of a Certain Age, A Lady of a Certain Age, or whatever it's called, she says. As if any woman of whatever age is sitting around waiting to be noticed, validated by a man of whatever age he may be, no way, Jose, we're way too busy getting on with the business of living, learning, being past the world, and having fun on our own, thank you very much, to rely on some geezer buying us a drink. I mean, really. <laughs> Glad you got that off your chest, Joe. I think it's uh, not supposed to be taken in a modern sense. I think it's a kind of in the context of a historical it, yeah, piece, maybe the Ben Epoch sort of thing. Anyway, sorry it's annoyed you, Joe. Also, she says that Sarah's quite right about the cutlery trade. <laughs> oh, good, got another one. Oh, we can have a vote on this. All these people, <laughs> new dishwashers. Someone's had a good year. <laughs> Uh, mass- I bet Hank's got it, by the way. What? You have to, oh, I bet he's got the dishwasher he with probably, the tray. He's probably never seen inside it. He's probably got a flunky to do it for him. <laughs> a massive black bear named Hank the Tank is wanted by California for police for breaking into dozens of homes in a Lake Tahoe neighbourhood since last summer. Uh, the bear burglar weighs 227 kilos. God, you wouldn't have messed with that. Uh, much more than the average bear and appears to have skipped hibernation in winter due to a constant food supply. Authorities say euthanisation may be necessary because the wild animal has grown so comfortable around humans. Wildlife groups are calling for him to be relocated to a sanctuary. Yeah, that's what they should do. Hank earned his nickname by hungrily barging his way into locked and occupied homes. He's learned to use his size and strength to force his way in, said the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. He'll barge through garage doors, he'll barge through front doors, and he'll go through windows. Also crowned King Henry in the press, Hank is readily identifiable due to his exceptionally large size and dark coat with a lighter muzzle. I don't think that I'd need to be able to identify him before I ran for my life. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't even think Lucky would be much use of. Uh, normal non-lethal methods of bear hazing, such as beanbag munitions, sirens and dry-firing police tasers, which makes a clicky-clack noise that the bears haze, have not been successful in driving Hank away. He sure is one hungry bear. 8.17. And now it's time for Woofer of the Week on 106.5 Riviera Radio. The wonders of modern technology. Dawn Howard is on her iPad this morning. Hello, Dawn. Hello there. Yes, my computer went pop over the weekend, so I have had to get a bit creative this morning. I think generally Skype's improved a lot, though, over the last few months, don't you think? Definitely. Yes, it certainly has when we talk to one another. Yeah, the audio quality is uh, much, much better than it used to be. Anyway, enough about that. Uh, Woofer of the week, what have we got this week? So today we've got a lovely, calm adult dog. So if you've been looking for a dog and want to bypass the crazy puppy stage, then he could be the very one for you. Killy is his name. I'm thinking Killy Manjaro, but I don't know if that helps you with a song. Well, it's a, a um, song by, um, it's the name of the album by the Tears Drop Explodes with Julian Cope, Killy Manjaro. Gosh, what a sight. Well, honestly, you've got such an encyclopedic knowledge of songs. Um, he's a Griffin, Booser and Cross. They're both lovely breeds. And he really likes long walks. He's microchipped, he's castrated, he's medium-sized, he's black and tan. And he gets on very well with female dogs and people, not always so well with male dogs. He's currently at the SOS Foyer Chien Agé. And that's the one in Saint-Vallier, which is above grass. And to find out more, you can call 06 
What about Killing Me Softly with his song? I <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> oh, I didn't Excellent. think it was that good, sorry. <laughs> well, I'll get well, my... I was just pondering all morning, thinking I just can't think of a song, and you've come up with two things already. So, yes, you're not going to be stumped that easy, are you? I'll have, a, I'll have another think about it and um, see if I can come up with uh, something better than that. Thank you, Dawn. Speak to you next week. Lovely. Have a good week. That was Woofer of the Week. For more details about this week's Woofer, go to the 106.5 Riviera Radio page on Facebook or our website at rivieraradio.mc. Woofer of the Week on 106.5 Woof Viera Radio. The Press Review is brought to you by BMW Cote d'Azur. Guardian says that Vladimir Putin has said that Russia will support the territorial claims of its proxy states in East Ukraine, dramatically increasing the likelihood of a larger war in the near future in what Joe Biden denounced as an attempt to carve out a big chunk of the country. In this morning's uh, Connection France, the father of a boy of seven who was severely injured when he was run over by a skier in France is calling for stricter rules on peace and sanctions for skiers who ski dangerously. Uh, Dutch News Today says the hostage situation in the Apple store in Amsterdam's Leids plane ended shortly after 10pm last night when the hostage ran out of the building and police, a police car drove into the gunman who was chasing him. Eyewitness footage shows two people running out of the building and one being hit by a police car who drove at them at speed. In this morning's Parisian newspaper, France's competition regulator has fined the electricity provider, EDF, and its subsidiaries 300 million euros for abusing its dominant market position for over 15 years. BBC World Service News, live from London, is coming up next. The Full English Breakfast Show, we're there, France. The Press Review, brought to you by BMW, Mies Premium Motors, Bayern Avenue Cannes, BMW Store Monaco, and JPV Fréjus. Boost your business with the electrified range by BMW. Find all the BMW Business Drive offers at your car dealer. The wonderful Wednesday pop quiz. Certainly is. Question number one. On this day in 1980, U2 appeared at the Moonlight Club at the Railway Hotel in London. Tickets cost how much at the time? £150, £15 or £2? £2. Correct. Question number two, all the members of which British band were banned for life on this day in 1998 from flying Cathay Pacific Airlines after... Oasis. Well done. And finally, on this day in 2019, Ariana Grande became the first solo Who? artist... Ariana <laughs> Grande and became the first... So uh, 2019, stop oh. interrupting and became the first solo artist to hold the top three spots in the US Hot 100 in the same week, a feat previously accomplished by which British band? To have three, top three spots on the US, that means number one, the two Beatles. and three at the same time. Correct. So what do you want, Ariana Grande or the Beatles? Up to you. If you can name an Ariana Grande song. I and can't. if you get one of them that was in the top three. No. Well then. Well, I've got a hat-trick already. Oh, all right. <laughs> Be the Beatles then. OK. Any particular Beatles song tickle your fancy this morning? No, you choose. Hold oh. your hand. Uh, she loves you. Oh. Not Stop a lot. Stop changing your minds. <laughs> I can't decide. Mm. Ticket to ride. Too late. <laughs> Riviera Radio. Business. Good morning. Good morning. Cool, I'm glad you're back. I mean, we need you. We need you. Rescue the markets, solve the Ukraine crisis. I thought it's all been quiet in my absence, no? 
No, it all flared up as soon as he left. I mean, markets are in turmoil. The oil prices is rocketing up. European wholesale gas prices jumped by 11% yesterday. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, you're right. So there is a combination of geopolitical tensions and policy uncertainty continues to rattle global financial markets. Risks of a full-blown conflict, as we know, have been ratcheted up this after President uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered troops into two breakaway regions of eastern Ukraine after he said he'd recognise their independence. This doesn't encourage the US, Europe and the UK to announce the first tranche of sanctions against Russia, which targets the country's bank's sovereign debt and three individuals. We did see equity markets, certainly in the US, reacting to that. The S&P 500 was down 1%, fact pushing the index into correction territory having fallen more than 10% from the January high. Interesting session actually on Europe yesterday. Very volatile. Stock 600 was down as much as 2%, then recovered to close flat. President Biden said the US was working closely with Germany on halting the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Say that decision pushed European natural gas futures up by more than 10% yesterday during the course of the trading session. On the data front, actually a little bit mixed from the US yesterday. If you look at the market, manufacturing and services, PMI data actually beating estimates. But US consumer confidence came in its lowest level since September. Opening calls on the European bourses looking a little bit more positive this morning. Currently calling the FTSE up five points. Stacks over in Frankfurt up 82 points. Cat Coron in Paris up 27 points. So do you have a nice holiday in Switzerland? It was okay, to be honest with you. I was planning to drive through France, but uh, unfortunately I wasn't in a position to sign the declaration having been in close contact with someone with COVID. So I had to delay it by a few days and fly, but it was all rather pleasant in the mountains, bit of fresh air. Did you have a Toblerone? I didn't have any Toblerone. <laughs> I mean, you've got these very sort of stereotypical views about life in Switzerland. But to be honest, if you want Toblerone, it's probably cheaper to buy it in England than it is in Switzerland. Well, you know, if you're in Switzerland, you should have a Toblerone. It's like going to New York and not having a Coca-Cola. <laughs> or hot dog. <laughs> hot dog. Yeah, um, no, no, there was a, there was a, well, a bit more than a rumour, a story doing the rounds uh, while you were away. I don't know if you, uh, if you saw this. The, perhaps this kind of uh, Russian move towards Ukraine was a deliberate ploy so that uh, Mr Putin and his oligarch mates could load their uh, coffers up with even more money on them from the markets. Well, in terms of a higher oil price, I suppose you could argue Russia will benefit from that. But one would suspect that the Russian economy and individuals close to the administration are unlikely to benefit, given the sanctions that are likely to be put in place. We've seen the first elements of that shine through. Seems actually relatively mild compared to some expectations. I think the authorities in the US, Europe and the UK and beyond Japan, Australia have been talking about these are the first tranche. And it's all about dissuading Russia from going further than they have already and trying to come to some diplomatic resolution to the issue. Yeah, it's more driving at the, the fact of uh, rattling the markets by threatening an invasion and then buying on the dip. Uh, one would suspect they're, they're, uh, they're probably not trying to time markets in that regard, but, you know, it's a possibility, I suppose. Well, do we actually know how much money Vladimir Putin has? I mean, some say he's the richest man in the world. Uh, I haven't seen any estimates of that and wouldn't even begin to speculate on such an idea. OK, but no, nevertheless, I mean, targeting uh, the Russian elites, uh, how much will that actually hurt Putin uh, in, the, in the medium term? 
Well, it's hard to say how much of an influence that will have in terms of his policy. Um, clearly, this is the opening salvos, dare I say. It's uh, from both sides. They are playing a very complex game. And um, yes, it's uh, still got some way to a resolution. Yeah, I mean, the thing is uh, that the longer it drags on, uh, the more he'll tr just try and push it. I mean, uh, it it's frightening, really, what uh, the West is letting him get away with. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, biggest war on European soil since uh, 1945. It's just terribly scary. And, I mean, of course, the economy's going to be suffering all round, isn't it? You would imagine. So I guess the main channel of impact, certainly from the European economy, with a conflict between Russia and Ukraine comes from the energy market. Remember, Europe imports around 40% of its gas from Russia. Germany's actually even higher than that. It's around about 50%. Ukrainian pipelines are the second most important route, counting for around about one third of Russian flows into Europe. So if a war was to break out, there would be valid concerns over how much gas Russia will send through the Ukrainian pipeline and any potential damage to the infrastructure. More tensions could also lead to uh, European gas price strength with prices like to go even higher once the, uh, any potential conflict starts, I suppose. However, you should remember the winter is nearing its end. Temperatures have been fairly mild, so we think gas prices are unlikely to rebound to December's peak level. In terms of oil prices, Brent hitting $99.50 a barrel yesterday. That's the highest since September 2014. I suppose the worst case scenario is you take that Russian oil out of the market. That's about 5 million barrels per day they exported in 2021. That throws your mind back to the Gulf War when 4 million barrels of oil were taken off global markets and we saw a doubling of the oil price. And actually back then, Saudi Arabia came in and increased its production levels to try and meet some of the shortfalls, something they're not in a position to do perhaps this time around. So there is potential for spikes in oil prices to come through. One would suspect they won't last overly long, however. Right, but I mean, with uh, Iran forecast to come back to the market as uh, Western powers reach an agreement on that nuclear deal with Tehran, uh, that could help to, uh, to soften some of the pain. That could certainly help soften some of the pain. There's been lots of rumours, lots of debate, lots of speculation about how quickly that is likely to come to fruition. We know the two sides have been talking, but there are significant signs that uh, the differences remain in terms of that process. So uh, the ability for that production to come back to the market in a timely fashion in order to try and um, reduce some of the pressure from any supply shock remains somewhat limited, one would suspect. Of course, investors have been rushing for safe havens. The uh, price of uh, gold is uh, getting quite near $2,000 an ounce. We're at $1,895 an ounce this morning. So we have seen some strength coming through in terms of gold, that traditional safe haven. It's quite interesting to look at market reactions to past military conflicts. And actually, they show you they're relatively short-lived. So if you look at... Uh, the military conflicts, the Gulf War, the 9-11 attacks, I suppose, as well, the Iraq War, the Crimean annexation, there were only temporary setbacks for equity markets. So if you look at those events over the course of the past few decades, equities were down in the immediate aftermath of the conflict beginning, but mostly up over the subsequent six months. If you look at sectors that perhaps are particularly vulnerable to higher energy prices, they include industrials, materials, and some of the consumer plays. If you look at the sectors that are display positive earnings correlations to oil price, where of course include energy, but also mining chemicals. You could also argue the financials as well.
Right, so I was distracted by a piece of classical music that just started at random in the background. Then maybe that's what we need is to soothe the Russian bears. Calm nerves. the world. <laughs> I just, I just wonder. I mean, is do you think that we possibly are sort of overemphasizing this? I mean, because the war's pretty much on our doorstep. I mean, is it going to be any more or less damaging than, say, the war in Iraq or the war in Afghanistan or the countless other wars that are going on in various places in the world? All depends, of course, upon the, the length and the extent of the conflict and, um, again, how, how that plays out. There's a, a broad range of potential scenarios, of course, that could play out as we go through this process. So um, you could have peace, you could have a partial incursion, some would argue we've seen that already, you could have a full-blown invasion, and there's then many potential repercussions, sanctions, a swift ban, the collapse as we've seen in Nord Stream 2, for example. So it's difficult, I think, for investors to appropriately discount risk and assess what's priced in at the moment. Any additional tensions would likely see further pressure, of course, on Russian assets. That's a currency, equities and bonds, as well as part of the commodity complex. Um, a detente, I guess, would reverse those, the, those threats coming through. So that's what investors are trying to assess at the moment. OK, foreign exchanges, please. Pound against the dollar coming back at 136 this morning. Euro dollar coming in at 113. Going to get one euro 20 cents for your British pound this morning. Cool, you should go and work for Chatham House with a you know lingo like that. You'd be doing very well for them. Absolute grilling this morning. First day back and right into geopolitical tensions. What do you expect? The holiday's over. Get back to work. <laughs> Have a good day. Talk to you tomorrow, Hank Potts and Barclays. On FM and DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Sarah Lysa has the top stories across the Riviera. A young man has been seriously injured following a knife attack at a sports stadium in Nice. The man in his 20s was taken to hospital after being stabbed on Tuesday evening shortly after 6pm. The incident occurred following an altercation. The exact circumstances are still to be determined. Police have opened an investigation. In other news, following a national manhunt, police in the VAR have arrested a fellow officer for femicide. Authorities say the officer gave himself up on Tuesday morning after phoning from his father's house near Draguignan. He's been wanted since January the 28th when the body of his 28-year-old girlfriend was found strangled at their apartment in Paris. The man is already known for domestic abuse. His father had last week appealed on national television for his son to turn himself into the police. The mayor of San Rafael, Frederic Masquillier, has given his sponsorship to far-right leader of the National Rally Party, Marine Le Pen. Masquillier made the announcement on Tuesday. It comes after earlier this week the mayor of Cannes gave his sponsorship to far-left leader Jean-Luc Mélenchon. Both mayors say they remain Republican but have given sponsorships to other leaders for democratic reasons. Candidates in the presidential election, Marine Le Pen is still missing about 50 of the 500 sponsorships needed to be part of the race for the presidency this April. And meanwhile, French President Emmanuel Macron, who has still not announced his official candidacy, is quietly continuing his race at the top of the polls for the election. According to the most recent poll carried out by Elab, uh, and uh, published this Wednesday, Macron continues to maintain his lead with 24.5% of voting intentions. Marine Le Pen is second at 18% and Eric Zimmel remains at 13.5%. 
The gradual lifting of government COVID restrictions has allowed the city of Nice to release 3,000 extra tickets for the final of the Nice Carnival. The final show, with its massive illuminated procession, will take place Saturday night, after which the King of the Carnival will be burned. A pontoon in Port Vauban in Antibes has reopened after being closed for several weeks. The floating structure with 76 berths cost €200,000 to renovate and now boasts a new water and electricity network. Organisers of the Cannes Film Festival are recruiting with 300 jobs on offer. The festival runs from Tuesday the 17th to Saturday the 28th of May and applications are now being accepted for a range of positions. For more information, go to rivieradio.mc. Finally, as the breeding season for toads and frogs is fast approaching, elected officials in Brittany have closed one of the region's longest departmental roads to save thousands from being squashed by cars and in a move to preserve biodiversity. The move, however, has not pleased everyone, with some residents expressing their anger, saying that the closure of the road, which has existed for over 200 years and never bothered anyone, is causing many to take a diversion to get to work on narrow roads which are in poor condition. Riviera Radio, Sports News. Save the frogs. We don't want to see them croak. I knew you couldn't avoid that one. All right, you've had your fun hopping. <laughs> Football, Chelsea have the advantage over Lille. Fo- <coughs> Excuse me. Got a frog in my throat. Serves <laughs> you right. Chelsea have the advantage over Lille following the first leg of their European Champions League round of 16 tie. Here are the details from BBC Sports. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Hello, I'm Paul Serres at the BBC Sports Centre. The European champions Chelsea beat Lille 2-0 in the Champions League round of 16 first leg at Stamford Bridge on Tuesday with the Germany international Kai Havertz and the USA's Christian Pulisic scoring the goals. Manchester United go to Atletico Madrid in their Champions League last 16 first leg on Wednesday and the United interim boss Ralph Rangnick says his side need to match the energy of their opponents at the Metropolitano. Diego Simeone is probably one of the most emotional managers in Europe. And the style and the the way that his teams have have always performed reflects those emotions uh, that he always tries to bring into the team. And this is what it's all about. We need to match the level of emotions and of energy in both games. Elsewhere on Wednesday, there are three matches in the Premier League. Watford hosts Crystal Palace at Vicarage Road, with Hornets boss Roy Hodgson taking on his old team for the first time since he left Selhurst Park at the end of last season. The man who replaced him, Patrick Vieira, says former England boss Hodgson has left a legacy of stability at the club. I think the foundation of this football club are quite really, um, really solid. And I think Roy was one of the person who put those foundations in place to allow the next manager to come and to, to work. You know, I think he brings stabilities to this football club and, um, you know, players with, with experience. Elsewhere, Burnley face Spurs, fresh from their 3-0 win away at Brighton at the weekend, their first win in the league in over 120 days. And Liverpool host Leeds United at Anfield, with the chance to close the gap at the top to just three points. And for more football news from the BBC, go to bbc.com forward slash football. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. 
Mm. Didn't say much about Chelsea, did he? He's Just obviously two... a Liverpool supporter. Could you not tell the excitement in his voice when he announced that match? Manchester United <laughs> bias said in an interview with Ralph Ragnick, nothing about Chelsea despite their magnificent win last night. European champions, Sarah. Oh, come on, it was easy peasy. <laughs> It wasn't that easy. So it just looks at the highlights. Neil had quite a few chances, actually. Uh, in the English Championship last night, Bristol City lost 2 1 at home to Coventry. Barnsley were 2 0 winners at Hull. Middlesbrough beat West Brom 2 1. Preston and Nottingham Forest drew 0 0. And Reading beat Birmingham 2 1. So, as they said, three games in the English Premier League tonight Burnley against Spurs. Burnley. Burnley. Just trying to well, for Stuart. cuddle up to Stuart, yeah. aren't you? Watford against Crystal Palace. Will Roy get another win? Yeah, I'll go for Watford. You're going for I Watford? I think they're on a roll. Well, they could say one once. One once. Well, they've got to keep going. It's hardly a roll. <laughs> Might burst into one. One swallow does not a summer make. <laughs> All right, then, Watford. And Liverpool against Leeds. Oh, dirty Leeds. Oh, dirty Leeds. No, come on. <laughs> Fingers crossed for Liverpool. And don't give it the kiss of death, please. Ah, uh, Liverpool. Golf. Phil Mickelson's announced he's taking a break from the game and has apologised for what he called his reckless comments about the regime in Saudi Arabia. Mickelson described the Saudi regime as scary, adding that plans for a new Saudi-backed Super League was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. He says his comments were taken out of context, but has now said that he deeply regrets his choice of words. The publication of the comments, taken from an unofficial biography of the left-handed star, prompted a number of top players to withdraw their support for the new Super League. Cricket, Ireland have made the finals of the T20 World Cup after beating Amman by 56 runs and a qualifier on Tuesday to make the tournament proper. The United Arab Emirates will also be there after they beat Nepal by 68 runs. Formula One pre-season testing gets underway in Barcelona today as the new season edges closer. Testing runs from today until Friday with a second series of tests in Bahrain between the 10th and 12th of March. The first race of the season is in Bahrain on the 20th of March. Finally, Rugby Union, Manny Tuileg is set to start for England against Wales at Twickenham on Saturday in the third round of the Six Nations Championship. Centre Joe Marchant's been left out of the 25-man squad, paving the way for Tuileg's return. Flanker Courtney Laws is also set to return, but Joe Launchbury has been released back to Premiership side Wasps. Here's the marine weather forecast. For coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore, the Alamara Sea and Navarre. The general situation is a ridge of high pressure, 1,030 millibars over Spain and southwestern France. Winds are easterly, force 3 to 5. The sea is uh, slight, visibility is good. Barometric pressure at Saint-Jean-Cap-Ferrat, 1,017 millibars. And the outlook for Thursday, partially cloudy, force 2 to 3 northeasterly winds. Uh, calm seas and good visibility. For North Corsica, winds are westerly, force 2 to 4. The sea is slight, visibility is good. Barometric pressure at Cap Corse, 1,016 millibars. And the outlook for Thursday, partially cloudy, force 2 to 4. Variable winds, slight seas and good visibility. Riviera Radio, weather. Clear skies again with uh, light variable or easterly winds. Temperatures 15 to 17 degrees. Overnight lows 7 to 10 degrees with uh, partially cloudy skies. Thursday and Friday partially cloudy. Highs of 14 to 16 degrees. Finally. Older women who regularly wash up, clean their house and cook meals have healthier hearts than those who avoid housework. According to recent research 
written by a man, probably. <laughs> Scientists at the University of California followed 5,500 women who were asked to wear movement tracking gadgets for a week. The results showed that women who did at least four hours of daily life movement uh, cut their risk of a death from a heart attack or a stroke by almost two-thirds. A daily life movement was defined as just simple routine activities, which include cooking, household chores, gardening and even showering. Showering? Well, it could include sex as well, then, couldn't it? You don't I have to do the washing up and the cleaning, do you? Told you had sex on the brain. <laughs> just saying. Just yeah. There are other movements you make during the day, surely. You're not a big fan of uh, household chores, <laughs> are you? It's the washing up. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't mind cleaning. Have you got a dishwasher? Yes, but I'm terrified I'll electrocute myself with it. What? <laughs> Oh, somebody told me that once, and I've, I've, I've ever since I've been a bit wary. What do you mean? Well, I just can't. Isn't there something that can happen if you put the knife the wrong way round in the? <laughs> it was a quite old-fashioned one. It's not one of these fancy ones where you have to. I can't do that. I can't be doing with that. What? Well, when you have to lay them out one by one, the knives and the spoons. Lay and... them out one by one. Well, some of these fancy new dishwashers. Well, they're probably not that new, but uh, they're new to me. They have a, a separate tray. A cutlery box. No, I have the box thing where you just throw them all in. Well, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, oh, because nowadays you have ones where you literally have to put them in a... Have you not seen that? Lime, is this going to take long? <laughs> oh, God, you have to put them in a row? The cutlery. Oh, please, somebody... <laughs> that <laughs> sounds far too complicated. No, I haven't yeah. seen it, no. Well, that I would never do. I mean, life's just too short. To Our dishwasher's yonk sold, but I took out an extended guarantee, so... Oh, I see. If it breaks down, they have to come round and fix oh, I it. I thought you might have had one of the newer no. But so yeah, I love dishwashers. Problem is, uh, she's at school this week. So what the, the dish? What, what? What's that got to do with the dishwashers at school? Teeth. The dishwashers at school. God, that you can't say that. Why not? Just did. <laughs> <laughs>